Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, um, I want to thank you for another day. I want to thank you for this opportunity to gather together with my brothers again. Uh, Lord, we pray that you um, are with us during this, this discussion. Lord, I pray that um, I'm play, I, I pray that I can clearly get my kind of thought process um, a, across. Um, I, I pray that you help me with uh, just kind of processing what it is I feel that you're you know, kind of taking me down on uh, some of these questions that um, are, are coming up in my mind. Uh, Lord, I pray for the conversation tonight. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, in everything that we do, everything that we talk about, uh, Lord, that everything is centered on you, that everything is directed towards you. Uh, Lord, we want to, um, you know, thank you for the um, the past few weeks of bringing us back here safely together. Lord, we want to pray for anybody out there who's listening, any of the struggles that they're going through, uh, Lord, you know exactly what they are. Lord, I pray that you supernaturally um, uh, just reach into that situation um, and and help them out. Uh, but in the end, Lord, it's all about your will. Your will be done. Uh, so again, Lord, I want to thank you for my brothers tonight. I want to thank you for this opportunity. Lord, we love you. And we want to pray this in the holy, powerful, spotless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You guys can't even answer me? Amen. Can't even say anything? Amen. Wow. All right. Well, welcome to Castanet Podcast, brought to you by Out of the Boat Ministries. My name is Sean Fraunfelder, and once again, I'm joined with Matt Hines. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. And Adam Shine on sound. That's me. How are you guys doing tonight? Well, um, if... I'm not sure how sensitive our audio equipment is. You might think you're tuning in to the halftime show of the Super Bowl that just happened yesterday because there's a ladies' gym uh, <laughs> that's in the uh, same building that we're in, and they're playing the weekend right now. So um, if you're out there and you happen to hear that through this fine audio <laughs> equipment that we have, you are not losing your mind. You are hearing the weekend in the background and um, it isn't bleeding over from the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't even know if we can say Super Bowl. I think we have to say SB. Really? I, I think. Is so, it copyrighted? I think so. So, uh, uh, Roger Goodell, please forgive me of that sin. And uh, SB is what I meant to refer SB. to it as. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so during that game, I heard him announce. Uh, I didn't want to deal with any of it, so I, I didn't even watch a halftime show. But they they were kept kept doing the commercials, so I kept thinking like leading up to this, like when they kept saying the weekend, like it was going to be on the weekend. I never <laughs> even knew there was an artist by the name <laughs> the weekend. It was so bad. I don't even want to go down that whole rabbit hole. That's a whole other podcast. It was bad. We'll save that yeah. for another time. Yeah, another okay. day, another time. So right. let me let me preface something to uh, our listeners. There are times when the three of us here sitting at this round table, and it is a round table, by the way, in case you ever wondered. Yes, it is. um, Where we talk about or kind of plan out uh, a line of podcasts. You know, we kind of think ahead of some of the things that we're looking for. Sometimes we just let the spirit lead and we go from there. Sometimes we just show up, we pray, and we roll with what the Lord puts on our heart. Sometimes... Adam and I get a text from Sean that says, I have an idea for the next podcast. And I don't know about you, Adam, but I'm usually excited when that comes through. And I go, what is it? And every time (laughs) we say, what is it? We get the same response. I can't tell you. It'll ruin it. Yeah. Then, Then I get scared. Yes. So it is very possible that this will be the last time in this podcast (laughs) that you hear me say anything. With that being said, Adam, if you want to say anything before you might not say anything else, now would be the time. And if you don't have anything, we'll roll it right over to Sean. 
I'll just answer his question. Uh, my day was mostly good. I had some uh, small hiccups. Satan t- tried to take away my day, but uh, uh, with God, I overcame them, so I'm very thankful. Okay. Well, good. Until now. It's not that bad, guys. You guys are making this <laughs> way more than what it... All right, so I'm going to start off with Scripture. Matthew eight eighteen through 20. Now, when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side. And a scribe came up to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Why do we need so much stuff? Why is it? Why do our churches need so much stuff? I mean, I know the right answer. We don't, but that's I know, but me the, saying that after having a whole bunch of stuff. But we follow... We follow somebody who would be considered a minimalist. All right? In many parts of the world, people live that way. All right? But why is it always with, especially American Christians, that when you start talking about stuff, you always go to the same, well, look what King Solomon had. Look what King David had. Why do we never compare ourselves to the one that we say that we follow? We always compare ourselves to the ones who had all the stuff. So as a whole, I don't think stuff is bad. But what I but my concern is the stuff covers up a deeper problem. Because the buying and the having of things. There's something there that you're trying to fulfill, that I'm trying to fulfill, that can only be filled one way. I mean, I think stuff is just another distraction, as is anything else that people may struggle with. I mean... I remember coming back from Ecuador, and uh, one of the things I noticed there were, I mean, it's an incredibly poor country, um, but people seem to be much happier than what they are here. Um, but, like, the workers that we had that, that would come help us, like, they, they wore the same clothes every day. Mm. I mean, they did, because that's what they had. I remember getting back... And uh, looking at my closet, and there's just this line of T-shirts and sweatshirts, stuff like that. And I was like, like, honestly, if I would just wear one a day, it would take me, I don't know, a couple months to get through all of them, really? I mean, there ends up being just the, the, these go-to ones that you go to, that you, that you, that you wear. I mean... So, part of where I feel the Lord's been taking me, and this has been over the past few months, I've just been trying to kind of think this through, and, 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 and I mean, I'm going to be honest, I, I fight it just as bad as anybody else. I mean, you know, I have a desire for materialistic things. I, I do, but it's a distraction um, from what I need to be concentrating on. I mean... The desire to have the big paycheck is boils down to what? So you can buy more stuff. I mean, in all reality. I mean, take cars, for instance, which this is going to be the, the, the touchy subject for you two. I don't know what you're talking about. This friendship. Do you guys over. have do you guys have toasters? 
You guys have toasters? You yeah. have a toaster at your I have house? a toaster oven. You have a toaster have oven? A toaster. Do you not have a toaster? Okay. Uh, what about you, Sean? I've got a toaster. Got a toaster? Yeah. Okay. After three years of having a toaster, would you just throw it out and go get a new one? Oh, no. Why do you do it with a car? Because I really could care less about toast. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. like, But just the, the, the actual thought concept of it. Like we don't go get a new car when our car is worn out. We go get a new car because we need something else. We need the new, sh- the new fancy, shinier one. Mm, yes. It's the same thing with a, with a house. Yep. Like an all same thing with a phone. Yeah. yeah, Adam just held up the phone. That's why I'm still rocking the seven. That's good. Um, I, Matt looks like he has like the five. Yeah, he's old. That's a work phone. Let let's let's stop for a second. Um. Before we announce the end of our relationship, <laughs> we had a great run, Sean, you and I, from the beginning of Out of the Boat. We had a good run. But in all seriousness, um, I know your heart here. You're not pointing fingers at the people in this room. You're pointing your finger at yourself as much as anybody else mm-hmm. like we do. I think when you ask why, I think we need to go to a deeper subject matter. I'm not saying we take the whole podcast there. This is your podcast, so I'm not going to take it that way. But I just want to point out to the listeners, why do we do it? It's because we were programmed to do it. And I've touched on this before in other podcasts. From the moment we can remember watching a television, we have been programmed to want something. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Cheerios, hey, Mikey, he likes it. Honestly, I'm going to interrupt you just a little bit. Uh, it's just, I'm going to take that and I'm going to tell you, that's just a new new twist that Satan was able to do that. I mean, he convinced Eve to pull that apple down because it enticed her, because she wanted it. Right. But we, <laughs> but we all have kids here. Yeah. We all have kids sure. who will be, I don't they could be 15 months old and they see something that another kid has and they want to, Take yeah. it, like yeah. they're not. I don't think Nickelodeon had had programmed that. I, I think it's just. I think it's a deep rooted part of us that's been handed down from. I, I just sure. think it's in there that, that we're just exploits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they do. That we're just selfish. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most selfish being on the planet is a baby. Think about it. Right. They don't care about your sleep, your time. They even want something. They start screaming. Yeah, like that's it is, for sure. It is in us. And, and, and again, I think in a spiritual way, it does go back to the beginning of humans, Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. um, that there was something that they were told that they didn't have that they should want. And that was a higher knowledge like the other sentient beings that they were around in the Garden of Eden. Um, and if that sounds like a strange concept to you, I, I challenge you to look into that a little bit. Adam and Eve were not the only people in the Garden at the time. There were other sentient beings. The Old Testament makes it very clear. But that goes back to, though, for bring it fast forward to our childhood. Bring it fast forward to now every Christmas. What are the most commercials for around Christmas time on television, cars, mm-hmm. Lexus, Mercedes, Santa driving a black Mercedes, Santa driving a red Mercedes, um, you know, the Chevy, one guy drives home a truck and then he brings home a avalanche and then he tells the wife, I brought you something and she goes, I love that truck. You know, um, I say all that to say for me, and I can't speak for Adam, we love cars. We have a car problem. We're used car holics. Hi, my name is Matt. I have a problem. But with that being said, it is it is the X factor. Insert X for whatever. Yes. Whether it's cars, whether it's clothes, whether it's electronics, shoes, electronics. Yeah, computers, games, gamers, um, guitars. I, I don't know. Yep, that crosses um, my. Across text my box as well. But I, I hear what you're asking, but I think that we first need to understand really what's the core of it before we can address the, the next piece of it. And I think it really is the surroundings. I think your point is well taken that the folks in these third world countries 
they don't know what they're missing. Therefore, they can't be sad to not have it because they don't know it exists. Right. They don't know what a Hellcat looks like. <laughs> no, but they know what happiness is. They yep. do. They sure do. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think um, that could be a whole other podcast, but that is a great question of, as a, I don't know where you're going to go with this from here, but is your question, as a spirit-filled believer, why are you still chasing stuff? As a spirit-filled believing church, why are you buying more stuff when you're not putting money into people? Yeah, that is one of my questions. Ooh. I, think- I mean, because here's the thing. There will be a time when each one of us will stand in front of a holy God and have to hold, be held accountable for our life. And you don't think at one point in time he's going to ask, what did you do with the money I gave you? Yeah, I think... Again, then... This isn't the, the 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 poverty gospel. I'm not saying we no, no. we need to all go sell all of our stuff and live in tents at Worthington Park. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying is everything that you have does it really serve a purpose? Or does it just try to fill a void? It's a good question. Um, it's a tough question. It I mean, is. It is, but it, it shouldn't be. It is. I I think it's the... Each one of us have our own answers. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that it's right. It just means... For whatever reason, whether it was the family we were raised in or the people that we hung around with and we spent more time, the people maybe who had an influence in our lives after we came out of school... There is something somewhere that influences what we think of things, that we want those things, whether it is um, maybe it's where we were in our life before we were saved. Maybe it has nothing to do with that at all. I think one of the biggest questions that we have ran into and that we have spoken about quite often recently in the last several months is, and I think that's what you're asking here. You 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 said it in the opening there. Why are churches sitting on so much money when there are so many people around them that could use that? And I don't believe you're saying that the church should be like a socialist government. I don't believe you're saying that at all. I believe the question you're asking us here tonight and those listening is... Can you better spend your money for the kingdom? Well, let me take it one step further, uh, and I don't want to because it directly reflects uh, what I don't, what I would have a hard time doing. But I think, you know, the church is just a bunch of people that are are still trying to, uh, at least a godly, Bible-believing church still wants to, you know, have a desire to share the gospel, just as I do. But on a personal level, are the people who are running this church, are they, it still comes down to personal money, um, pers- personal stuff, you know. Uh, you know, what am I doing financially and or with time to further the kingdom? I mean, that's how we live our lives individually is going to spill into any church or church group that we are are serving God with together on this earth. So I think part of the outcome of that church stems from just the church people. So let me ask you a question, Sean, because this was your, this is what the Lord laid on you. Is this something that you are working on in yourself? And really what is the root of this for you? Like, Where's your drive in this? Because we we know we at this table have had this conversation 
several times, but never in a podcast per se. Mm -hmm. We've had a couple podcasts where we've talked about something along these lines, but um, we all kind of have something that the Lord has us in right now. And I think obviously this is something that the Lord has you in, um, and not just for you, but for for you to share that as a leader of Out of the Boat Ministries. So I guess my question would be, is there something specifically in you but kind of what is the root, what's the drive, what's the energy source for this that the Lord has laid on you? Um, I think that's part of what I'm still kind of working through. Like, I, I, I look at things at times, and, and I think uh, there's a lot of things that we do as, as humans, as Americans— that are ritualistic things that I just find are weird. I, I just do. I, I just kind of how I process things. Like, and, and I've participated in all these things. Like, who in the world, if I would say, "Hey, Matt, let's go out to uh, let's go out to a bar and drink twelve cokes tonight," like you would be like, "What?" But if I said, "Hey, let's go grab some beers," and and like, like, so nobody has any problem with the concept of drinking 12 beers, but nobody would drink 12 waters in a four or five hour period, which would be about the same as you going out. Right. Okay. But it's the same as, you know, let's get together and, and, and have coffee. Let's just get together and have water. Let's just get together and have a cookie. Like, well, coffee, coffee is water. I mean, it, it, it <laughs> is, but I mean, we're not splitting atoms here or anything, right. but. But also look at the concept of, let's take clothes, for instance. Okay. Um, why in the world do we need different clothes for different situations? Why in the world do we need as much of just that product? That's the only thing I want to talk about. Or not, not the only thing, but if, if we're just going to put it in that, like, why do I need to look at my closet and see so much? Like, why? Why do? And, and I'm sure all of our, I'm sure our three closets probably look about the same. I mean, you probably have some stuff here, like, uh, like if I lose weight, I'll get back into that. Yeah, I like, got a lot of that. guilty. <laughs> yeah, and then you got the one that's like, well, this one makes me look thinner than what I really am. And <laughs> and, and and you know what I use to cope myself through that. Well, that way I don't have to spend more money. Mm. But it's just an excuse. Yeah. Um, shoes. Like, like I just look at this and I'm like, so we say we follow somebody who had a pair of sandals, had a, I don't know, probably a bag that he carried some stuff with, um, and his, his overclothes. I mean, everything that he had. But the other thing, too, is, like, does the collection of stuff and the needing of stuff and wanting of stuff, does that, is that the white noise that you hear a lot because it clutters up things? I think so. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I'm guilty of it, but I think so, at least for me. I mean, stuff is very distracting. Um, money yeah. is very distracting. But then it and then if you just go to the pure financial side of it, like how much more could you give? Oh yeah. I mean um we talk about it here. Perfect example on a Thursday night. Um you know, the Lord has has truly blessed us and I do want to take that opportunity to thank the Lord just right now, just for the blessings that he's given out of the boat ministries. Mm. Um, not just with money and donations from individuals, but um, the people that he's put in the group that have brought, th brought certain skills and talents to this group. The one thing that we've said to the men in the past on a Thursday night might be if we're looking to do a little fundraiser for feeding the children or for move the hills is guys, could you go without one Starbucks a day for a month and take that money and give to the group? Or could you um, 
you know, do without one pizza crossing pizza a week. Oof. Right? That that was always a very hard one to hear. <laughs> but yes, yes, it was. That's one thing. Like we're just talking about one thing, but that one thing might be very important to to some of the men, like one cup of coffee, Starbucks, Tim Hortons, insert your favorite coffee place there. Um and I think again that that kind of is a little bit of microscoping down to something that you're really trying to shine the light on is why is it that we want that one cup of coffee a day from insert name of your favorite coffee place? Is it because their coffee is a hundred times better than anybody else? Or is it consoling to your soul? Is it, do you really need that pizza crossing pizza once a week, twice a week, three times a week? Or is it something that is just soothing to something else? So, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I think you two are. I know you are, Matt. Yep. I, okay. The desire that you have for that first cup of coffee when you first wake up, is that the same desire that you have to get into the Word or get into God's presence when you first wake up? No. Just being honest. So it's, I think that's part of what where I'm getting at is the fact of, like, again, I'm not pointing a finger at you at all. But the hunt, the hunt that you had for that, your latest ride, twenty sixteen Range Rover Sport Black. <laughs> right, that you, one. You're not helping your case here, but peanut butter leather <laughs> interior. Right, that one with a five liter, five hundred and fifty horsepower. Right, that one. All wheel drive. That one. <laughs> Air ride shocks. That one. Still that, still the same one. I just wanted to make sure. Same we one were, we're talking about. We were talking about the <laughs> that one. right vehicle. Yep, that one. That one. All right. I'm listening. The hunt. The excitement. Mm. Like, do you have that? Do you have that same? Do you get those feelings when you're going for that, that, that hunt for something in, in Scripture? Quite honestly, uh, it depends. It depends. If it's something in the scriptures that that I really enjoy, yeah, absolutely. Um, if it's something, if it's one of those chapters in the Bible that, like you know, you read like one time a year, if that, um, then obviously the answer is no. I think I think mine's kind of similar to his. Uh, you know, and part of it is where I'm at uh, in my relationship with God. If I've been seeking Him in prayer and spending time in the Word, those excitements come up, and they come up more frequently. But it's easy to divert and find those excitements other ways, like looking for a car or uh, negotiating for a car. That's almost more fun than the buying the car itself for me at times, because I have the excitement you're talking about. It's like, oh... Let's see how much I can work down this guy who's actually supposed to be the the guru on making sure they get the most money out of you. That's exciting for me. And, I mean, I enjoy that. There, There's times where I really enjoy, like I get that same excitement, that same thrill, that same high uh, when praying and, and reading and then sharing my story with other people. But it's really easy to divert my attention back over to the stupid stuff of this world. I think this goes to um, what I talked on last Thursday night at Out of the Boat. Um, You weren't here. Uh, You were at another meeting that you needed to be at. But um, one of the things that we talked about, and we kind of touched on it last week in the Lighthouse podcast, was sometimes as Christians we get caught up that in... Like, we're not saving one person, which, just to be clear, we Christians don't save anybody. Jesus saves. We just lead them that way. That we get kind of maybe a letdown of, well, we didn't really fulfill our destiny. But realistically, our job is just to have the light on of Jesus in our life every day. Um, We don't need to see 10 people come to know Christ every day through the week to be a successful 
spirit-filled believer. I think some of that in in a spirit-filled believer's life, because we kind of, however we do it, isolated in our own minds, we kind of get lukewarm, is a phrase you like to use, we kind of get lukewarm in, in our walk and our time in the Word because we think, uh, I've let the Lord down, or, you know, I've not led anybody to Christ in three months, or, you know, I've not been witnessing the people that I'm meeting at Walmart, you know, when I'm going to pick up a prescription in the groceries. And so in turn, we allow other things that obviously are not scriptural, we're not reading in the Word, that we can get that excitement from mm-hmm. to step in and, and take that place. And I guess if that doesn't make any sense, what I'm saying is we, we misdirect our real vision. Our real vision should just be growing in Christ every day, keeping our light on, trying to reflect Him as much as we can, and being happy with what we get with that. And then when sometimes we're not doing that, then we become easily distracted for stuff. Insert X. Right. Uh, So it's not that I have a bunch of stuff. Um, I think think we have things that we don't need or utilize or... So then at times I just kind of look and be like, so what's the, what's the point? What's the purpose? Like, why is it there? Um, and then I also think like, so that was a waste of time or money on, on, on that stuff there. So I think I, I guess what I find so strange is you have the image of, Christ walking around in in Jerusalem or Israel or, or you know any of the area where he was at and and you look at what he had and you look at what was important to him and you look for what the 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 purpose of 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 his ministry here and then you look at us and you say we say yes we, this is who we follow like and you look at a reflection of our lives and you say really like i think that's kind of where i'm at on 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 things where you know maybe i just need to strip away a lot of some of this just junk um and I'm not saying you don't need to have a car. And I'm not saying you don't have to have a nice one. I guess, does it serve its purpose and are you throwing it away for a new one just because you need the next thrill? I mean, look, mechanical things, clothing, TVs, phones, they wear out, they break. I mean, it's such a good analogy of the thing that makes you happy in that moment. I mean, look, that 16 Range Rover one day will never run again. It will. Yeah. <laughs> what to bring it up? <laughs> um, but the love that Christ has for you will never go away. Right, man. The joy that he brings, the fulfillment that he brings... Like I don't understand why we don't spend spend as much or more time, effort, money, mm-hmm. thought into that as we do as other things that we have. And you walk around the house, and it's just to me, it's just a reflection of how I've dropped that ball. It reminds me of a couple of years ago, out of the boat Thursday night, we were watching Francis Chan. And he was talking about the birth of one of his kids. Mm-hmm. He said, like, the day of the birth, like, he holds up one of his kids and he says, Oh, Lord, the love I have for this child, and it is nothing compared to the love that you have for me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that perspective. It's that perspective of the love of stuff. Mm-hmm. But 
I do have a fear of that time when you will have to give an account. Oh. And 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 that's the you know, that's the the parable of the talents. Like what did you do with what I gave you? And it, and it's not just going to be money, it's going to be in relationship, it's going to be in knowledge, it's going to be in time. In, t- yeah, time. It's going to be in influence. It's going to be in in your kids, your marriage. It's going to be like and if God came up to, to you right now and said, what did you do with what I gave you and gave you a picture of your wife after your board game experience, Adam? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a bad time to do that. So that's one of the things where... I, so I look around my house at times and I think, could I've, could I've utilized my time and my finances better than I have? Yeah, you know, um, do I need to have all of this, you know, um, no, you know, yeah, do I still need to have a bed and a shower and a warm, you know, house and yeah, I mean, but, um, but there's also that, you know, the rich young ruler, Everybody always wants to say, well, you know, and I've heard all kind of different theology on this on, well, he, he knew what his heart was and he knew, get all, all that aside. What if Christ said that to you? Right. What would you do? Well, obviously we all will have that, but I, on the other side, I, I want to give the balance to what what you're saying, and and I know your heart, so I can I believe I can say this as well for people maybe who don't know know that they they just know you from this podcast. You are not saying that mercy and grace from Jesus won't cover that sin. No, that, that we no, have. That's, no. And so I just wanted to put yeah, that out there for no. the folks who don't know you. Um, like we do personally, who just know you or right. us from from this, you're you're not saying that God's grace and and us being a spirit filled believer and His Spirit residing in us can't cover those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, There's something greater. Yes. There's something greater for us. And, Correct. And sometimes we just get in the way of ourselves with, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get yourself into heaven because you didn't go buy a Hellcat. Like that, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you, you're, man. You, there's there's times when there's times when you went home as a kid and you had your your grade card, and you know what? A C was pretty good. You weren't going to get in trouble. You weren't going to get grounded. But yeah. man, didn't it feel good when you had the A though? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I agree with you. That and that's it. And it's I, just yeah. saying, you know what? Yeah. I know I'm still saved. And, and I know I'm, I'm still going to heaven. Yes. Yep. But, and I'm right there with you. Uh, and this is something that I've been really trying to dig in lately. Uh, for me personally, this is me. Uh, God hasn't really pressed into me financially, personally. That doesn't mean that I shouldn't be considering what we're discussing today. Uh, and I, I absolutely will. Um, but He has. He's used that same concept. I know I would have to stand before Him. Am I ready to do that now? I don't think so. Um, I would be embarrassed. Am I still going to make it to heaven? Absolutely, and I praise God for that, and that is awesome. Um, but the time that I spend seeking unbelievers, for me personally, is very small, and really trying to make a point to be a light, for instance, and be uh, something that people see that are, is different because of my relationship with Christ. Uh, God has kind of told me I'm not doing great on that, and that I've taken that as like, well, I don't want to be able to stand in front of him and say, no, I didn't do that, especially when he's pressing that on me. Um, and I'm doing things to change that and push in and press into him even more right now. Uh, but that that's kind of where I see you are trying to share uh, where you're at, because I'm there too. You know, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And I want to be excited to share and talk about the great times that I've spent here on earth uh, witnessing, you know, sharing my story instead of, oh, yeah, 
I remember that time and I didn't do anything. I think it's the it's the Ron Grubb um, influence in you and I um, from our our early walk with the Lord with Ron as our mentor, where he, you know, he was very clear in several of his teachings that I'm not taking your salvation away, but it's almost like a conversation would be. Yeah, yeah, you're saved, and and but you miss so much, right? Right. I mean, I think there is a. I think there is a deeper. I'm just gonna speak for me. I think there's a deeper level that I can go to. On reliance on Christ, that stuff is in the way of. That stuff and money and thought process and wants and is in the way of. All right. The day is going to come when it's our last moments here. And I'm going to be honest with you, you aren't going to care about the car that you had. No, absolutely not. Um, and the money in the bank or. It's going to be the memories that you're going to have with your family, the the relationships that you poured into, and those experiences that you have with Christ here. Those are going to be the things. So again, why do we not pour into those things that we all sit here in agreement and say, this is what, this is what we're going to care about in those last moments. Why not spend more time and effort and money and all whatever it is in that instead of what we do that is so empty and shallow and pointless in so many things that we do i mean so that's kind of there that's there, it there it was that right. i mean we should just stop the podcast right now because that was beautiful I mean, and that was the Holy Spirit right there. I mean, that was really, and and I got to tell you, I don't know if it's a, um, a premonition of something that's coming very soon. Um, I don't know if it's just something that the Lord has been had in my mind, just because of the nature of the business that I'm in, or you know, the time in the emergency room that I spent for 25 plus years. But I have really been thinking a lot more about my time ending here and. What is it that I want my kids to really know? Maybe it's because, you know, one of our good friends, Matt Miller, you know, lost his mother, Mama Judy, um, who's with the Lord now. Thank you, Lord, for that. Um, you know, and, and his sharing of their conversations in her last several days. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's why it's still on my mind. Um, you know, what is it? Um, and, and I'll be quite clear here, you know, my wife will probably be like, oh my Lord, are you going to die or something? Well, we're all going to die. <laughs> but I've been thinking about, you know, writing some things down for, for my children. You know, what is it you, I really want you to remember me from? Right. Is it my love of high-end used cars? Well, that'll be something you can always chuckle about, but no, I, I want you to remember that what I always used to say to you as little kids who loves you more than I do? God, why is that? And then my little girls would say, because he made us. Yeah. Yeah, like those are the things I want them to remember. I want them to remember that I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father but through me. That's the stuff I want them to remember. Do I want them to remember that I loved cigars or insert whatever else that I used to own a racehorse or you know, I used to play golf, and, and I was somewhat decent at it. No. No, I don't. I, I, I want them no different than any of our parents with us. They wanted something better for us than what they had, right. but they also poured into us about our futures. So for any of you... So this is kind of the thing that, that my wife and I have been trying to go through with the, the downsizing, minimalist kind of thought process of kind of decluttering is I, I look around my house and I look for things that are functional. What are being used? What are just there? 
Um, if you've got 15 candles, can you get rid of one? You know, if you, whatever. Um, so what we've been doing is each day we pick something that we really don't need anymore. And it's got to go. So whether that's donated to somebody, whether that's actually just throwing it out, whether that's going to sell stuff, whatever. I mean, like one of the things, my, my, my daughter does competition dance, so we have all these costumes from all these years that she's never going to wear because she's too big now. Yeah. And no one else is going to wear them. But, like, what are we going to do? Like, when we're 75, pull these things out and look. Like, no, we have pictures of her wearing them. Like, why do we still have them? Yeah. Like, it doesn't, again, it's one of those things that we just do that doesn't make any sense. Just like, I still don't understand the concept of bringing a tree into a house during Christmas to celebrate the birth of Christ, but whatever. That's a whole other rabbit <laughs> hole. So there's these things that we do that I'm just like, why do we do this? Like, why do I have 87 towels in my house, but I can only use one at a time anyways? I mean, let's be honest. There's three of us in my house. Let's say those three towels are dirty. Okay, I have three more towels. Like, really, we only need six. Why do we have stacks? Because you can. Right. I mean, I have... I'm counting in my head right now. Sorry, <laughs> radio silence is bad. I bet at my house currently we have thirty plus coffee mugs. Like I'm, I'm gonna have to add on cabinets in my kitchen because I'm running out of cabinet space because my wife and my daughters love to buy coffee mugs at TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx, I rue you. Like, <laughs> like, I'm telling you. Um, why? Like, we don't need any more. Like, mm -hmm. like you said, you know, realistically, how many coffee mugs do you need? Well, if you got five people who live in your house, you really only need five coffee mugs, and you should be able to wash it at the end of the day and reuse it the next day. Well, then some of you coffee weirdos, like, don't want to wash your coffee cup. Yeah, that's not me. I, I'm not. Okay. That's another <laughs> podcast, but... Right, yeah, that's, that, that's uh, right. But but I mean, out there. Yeah, let's so let's just say for some crazy reason, I guess if thirty people showed up at your house and they all wanted coffee at the same time, well, you'd be able to accommodate them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you have a coffee pot big enough to do that. No, we would have to pull out several crafts, I guess, and uh, and make that happen. Right. But I mean, so, but that's just our normal thought process of just hoarding stuff, like. I look in, I can look in my cabinet of glasses. You would think that I was going to have, you know, the, I don't, like a football team over for 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 drinks. <laughs> the Buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah. Invite Tom over. Yeah, Tommy <laughs> boy. Um. So so, anyways, we've been going through and saying, you know what, um. I like it. There's just some stuff that we don't, I don't need. I don't, I don't wear. I don't, um, you know, there's some stuff that are, that are sentimental kind of. Um, so we're just going to, you know, have a couple totes. But if there's, you know, cause we're, we go to Disney a lot. I'm a big Disney fan, but I've got multiple shirts from there. A lot of them are for, you know, different, different trips and different things that you remember um, but if there's five that are souvenirs, I need to just keep one. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so we've been going, you know, trying to go kind of down that road, but also just kind of changing the, the, the thought of, um, investing into those things that at the end of the day really are going to be important. Um, your relationships that you have with um, friends, coworkers, family, um, most importantly, the relationship you have with Christ. Um, you know, so I think that's where we need to start uh, dumping the abundance of our stuff into. And um, and if you end up 
having an, an, an abundance of, of money laying around, there's plenty of things you can give to. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there are that aren't a building project. I mean, so. So that's it. That's what I have. That's my, that's what we're going through. That's why I challenge anybody out there who's just kind of, you know, going through their head. Uh, but I also challenge anybody that, you know, when it comes time to make that next big purchase or any purchase, like, how about asking God if this is what you really need? If this is the decision that should be made? Um, who knows? Maybe the Lord will say, yeah, you do need a Hellcat. But maybe he says, eh, maybe it's not the right choice right now for you. Um, you know, the next time you buy the house or do the home addition or buy the boat or the camper or whatever it is, um, you know, ask God if that's what he wants you to do with all of that resource, time, money, effort, all that. You know, it's not just a, it's not just a money thing. It's also a, you know, it's a time and effort and energy thing too. So it's it, it, at the end, it really is about submitting everything to him. Right. Mm. Right. So, so that's all I have. You guys have anything else? I'm still your friend. I'm Let's still see, your friend. I, I, I tried to tell you guys it wasn't going to be that bad. You want to close this up, Adam? I'd love to. I mean, I think you guys ought to sell your cars, but whatever. Listen, I'm not giving away. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're thinking. I saw that note you just slid me. Hey, if you decide to give away your Range Rover, call me. <laughs> uh, yes, let's close up. Heavenly Father, uh, I, I thank you for this time down here. Lord, I thank you for uh, opportunities to open our eyes to better serve you uh, that Sean has uh, shared with us. Lord, uh, I thank you that he listens to you to be able to have that opportunity to share what he's what you've given to him to give to us and to give to others. Lord, I, uh, I pray for anyone out there that's listening that they can uh, receive anything that we're sharing uh, with open hearts and knowing that anything that we are sharing, that we are sharing because uh, we are living through it or have lived through it. Um, I, I just pray that they can, can receive that as encouragement to... Uh, Help them take even more steps closer to you. Lord, I pray that you continue to uh, give us protection and our and our viewers or listeners protection. Lord, I just pray that you continue to watch over us in Jesus' name. Amen. Talk to you next week. You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan. Or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.